You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast. One of my favorite parts of the show is getting a sense of how the markets have been performing throughout the day, particularly when the guest is David Shapiro of Assassin Wealth. Good evening, Uncle David. Uh, Bitcoin hit $52,000. I know you're not a fan, but it's almost a million rand again. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm watching that. It's a very interesting market. I'm not. I, you know, Jimmy, it's not, not that uh, I'm against anything. I just don't understand it. I like to buy businesses that make things or do things. You know, you heard the Diskim deal, the Octodec deal. Those are things that contribute to society. I'm still trying to work out what, uh, you know, what Bitcoin does and what its future purpose is. So, uh, uh, it does give away uh, my age to an extent. You know? <laughs> well, to be fair, you can walk into the, I, the I clinic that does skim. you wear Farrell Williams clothes, or would you be seen in uh, one of the Mountie hats and shorts or something like that? <laughs> I, do you know what I think as a cre- I think as a creative director, it was a strategic mm. move from a business perspective. Which actually yeah. we can look at that uh, from a business point of view to say he's mm. done something mm. like that. I know Kim Kardashian's also been uh, director. I think at uh, Balenciaga, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So the, I'm seeing that trend in terms of whether or not I'd wear yeah. the clothing. I, I don't think even if I had all the money in the world, I'd be seen in a cowboy hat that Pharrell Williams designed and. Chaps that mm-hmm. look very interesting. <laughs> I don't know. I I'd look at it as a business model because I like caring. I like LVMH. Yeah. I like those sorts of businesses, mm-hmm. um, and they're making good strategic moves. I mean, there's mm-hmm. no doubt someone like Pharrell mm-hmm. will have the appeal to be able to, you know, put out a new line that might generate revenues for them. Um, but I, I'm a jeans and t-shirt kind of guy. I, yeah, <laughs> less I can is imagine. more. <laughs> Speaking of less well, is more. It's a part of fashion. I, I, it's very interesting that mm. uh, fashion designers themselves are superstars and uh, uh, iconic people as well. But, uh, you know, and that's the, the brand. I mean, LVMH is a phenomenal company, but it's a, it's a brand company and they manage that brand so well. Anyway. There, there's an it's idea. It's a good movie on Ferrari. There you well, on, <laughs> on, on Prime, on the early days of Ferrari in the 1950s. Uh, I love those movies, you know, to see the history when these companies were really battling. Mm. So, Speaking of brands, though, I think we mm. could set up a good brand deal with you and the Remgro Group for a couple of Cartier pieces. <laughs> I think that would <laughs> go over well. We should call Uncle Johan, ask him for some help there, <laughs> set it up and see how that happens. <laughs> I don't wear a watch, but... If I do, it's a swatch. <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned Remgro because they they've been having quite an interesting time, yeah. and I mm-hmm. I mean it's it's we we talk luxury, we we joke about it, but mm-hmm. the reality is we're looking we're sitting with um, resource counters that just refuse mm-hmm. to have a good day. They keep pushing lower, and mm-hmm. it's it's not looking good for anyone. I thought uh, perhaps a company like Lisaka that I was looking at for the Crystal oh, Challenge. Oh, mm. it bounced so nicely off of 50, I think, 52-week lows when I looked at it. It was at 57 Rand. I even spoke to the CEO, and it touched 80 Rand yesterday. Now it's back at 58 Rand. L, obviously, guys around luxury like um, the, the Cartiers and the and the Remgros mm. of the world are going to be a favored in a time where you've got such volatility. Yeah, you know, I was looking at Lusaka as I came onto air now because I saw they were down. 27 percent mm. and in the closing auction first of all they were trading they traded very in a, in a few shares at uh, around about the 70 level 70 rand level 
two shares took the share from 70 rand down to 58.52. So that's the kind of volatility we're dealing in. And I, and I've I suddenly, because of the challenge, I've been attracted to look and monitor so many businesses, you know, where you got uh, Alasaka down 27%, Core Potash down 6%, you're getting New World up you know, 9% and Foresight, I never knew they existed, but up 10%. <laughs> so there's massive volatility, which can swing, you know, your position uh, uh, quite dramatically in that. And the problem is that if it happens on the last day of the competition, it can blow you out <laughs> or otherwise blow you up. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Uncle David, what do we make of transaction cap? It's up 5% today. It's uh, at yeah, 8 rand 60. Yeah. And that we buy cost yeah. conversation is still, I mean, that listing we know is going to happen. Um, yeah. What do we make now? Once that listing happens, is there still value in transaction cap? Is it still... Well, What's happening there? Look, we buy cars. I think the listing, uh, there's a presentation on Friday. There's been quite a bit of, um, quite, you know, quite a few reports circulating. Not, not really trying to put a price on it, but rather giving you some background to their, the way that they do business. And, and I've only heard good reports about that. What concerns me is that um, I'm a working capital man. You know, I like businesses that haven't got high capex. But if you go and look at uh, the dome or you go out to the various uh, warehouses and you see literally thousands of cars, those are being paid for. You know, that's their working capital. That's their stock. And that always concerns me, how you value that. You know, I'm an auditor by profession. <laughs> and I always look at these and I look at that stock and I think that's a big concern. And a lot of that is, stock is a depreciating asset. Well, it would be. You know, it depends on what you can sell it. You know, the longer it stays, of course, mm. uh, the more it depreciates and that. So that that to me, you know, remains a, a, a really big concern because they've got massive levels of of stock on their books and so on. They're going to counter that and they'll give you another argument. And then we've got to see with uh, you know what remains of TCP. Um, you know, whether or not there is any value in the taxi business. And certainly, I know I call it debt collecting. I don't know what the what the politically correct name is for it, but I mean, <laughs> it's you know, transaction finance, books, yacht, or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But I, uh, um, you know, whenever you collect debts and you get that phone number, you always think of of someone knocking you on your door that's the size of New Zealand, you know, <laughs> and wants to take your knees out. So. But, but I, I, you know, we've got to watch that. I think they're trying very hard. They're short of capital on that. But, you know, don't, don't, be, don't uh, rush into it. Just do your homework. Mm. Uh, really do your homework and think about we buy cars. I think it's a fabulous business. When I say fabulous, in terms of the software that they have, the way that they monitor things, the artificial intelligence and so on. But at the end of the day, they've got lots and lots of cars. That they need to sell to realize <laughs> those revenues. Sell. Absolutely. You know, you know what? I remember I remember uh, Charlie Munger. I was at one of the um, Buffett you know, um, meetings in Omaha. And uh, someone was asking about certain companies. And he said, you know, I've got a friend who's in the construction industry. This is Charlie Munger speaking. And he said that every time we, we go past the factory... You know, you look and he says, there were all these trucks and front-end loaders, etc. He says, that's where my capital is. You know, that's where my wealth is, in the stock, in the stockyard. And I think that's always an issue with these kind of businesses. Mm, mm. And I suppose it is... Businesses as well, yeah. 
I suppose it is a little different if we are looking at things like mining because obviously there's use yeah. uh, on that, whereas you, we buy cars in the second-hand market needs to actually move that inventory. Um, I want to ca- take yeah. a quick gander at Sasol. Um, mm. Obviously, we, as you rightly mentioned, we're not rushing into things or, or investment, but, but Sasol is okay. one of those things where the oil price moves uh, even a fraction and suddenly we're having a, a much better day than what we thought. Sasol at some yeah. point was facing 140 rand. We've now just touched 150 rand. It's a, one of the few positive days that we've had. And I noticed that the oil price at the same time is at around $83. If yeah. we see an oil rally, which is very real, a very real possibility, especially with the Middle East tensions and obviously the, the rumblings happening in Iran at the moment, is Sasol something outside of a, a, a crystal challenge, outside of anything else? At 150 know, rand, yeah. is, is there value ah. here? I, when I look at the chart as I speak to you, I just see this thing sinking, you know, going from, Ooh, it has had from some the top tough left times. down down to the right. And even though it's up a bit now, it's hardly making any mark. They've got structural issues, mm. number one, which we saw in the recent results. Also, you've got chemical prices down. Oil is making a bit of a comeback. And I was listening to the International Energy Agency, you know, who said there's going to be a steady demand, increase in demand for oil, you know, which should start to push the price up. Uh, we've got to watch that. The fact that it is 83 is, is also a sign that things can get better there. But I think there are other issues uh, with Sassel holding it back. And I think even the biggest ones, coal price and also Secunda, you know, what they're going to do uh, in order to meet uh, emission standards and uh, clean air standards. So the share price, or should I say the share chart, doesn't point or paint a very good picture in that. You've got to wait for the base to be made. And, and Jimmy, the base is made. I always say over time. It's not made on a price. You mm. know, it's got to, it's got to level out of these levels. I'm looking for all. I'm looking for that in some of the uh, commodity prices, like the Anglo Plus, and in, even Anglo American, and that. And at this stage, there's no real sign of a bottom being formed. And uh, that's why I'm saying we might be at bottom prices, but you've got to get confirmation in terms of. It drifting sideways for some time, you know, forming that base from which it can thereafter kind of, uh, you know, pick up. Mm. So yeah, it's when you look at it, it's yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> and those <laughs> and those bottoms are difficult to pick out. As you say, yeah. Anglo, I think of. Um, I, I, was, I wasn't watching Anglo uh, as much because I had actually preferred Implats. And yeah. I looked at Implats yeah. and I was like, okay, we, we're in a good range. Around 70 Rand is fine, but now we're at 64 Rand. And I'm yeah. just having a, yeah. a look at the chart. Prior to yeah. the pandemic, 2020 yeah. or so, the last time mm. we were around this was 2016, mm. which mm. was coming out of a very, very negative slump um, following from 2011 or so. So we, we're not looking the best, as you said. You, you have to sort of wait for, um, for the prices yeah. to start to stabilize, I guess. I think the thing that does give you comfort is if you go back to 2016, 2017, whatever the price was, around about 40 rand, I can't remember. You know, it shot up, I don't know, to almost 300 rand or something like that. So you can get those movements after which it hovers around and then finds its way all you know, down again. So, I mean, from 2016, 17, all the way to, I think, 2020, as you mentioned, uh, even 2021, there was, you know, significant gains to be made. And I think when you listen to my friend Wayne McCurry on that, you know, this, these are the kind of, uh, that's why he, he, he pushes commodities. You know, they don't always go, they don't go down forever. 
but we haven't seen the bottom yet, Jimmy. You know, we don't know yet. And you don't, you don't have to be, uh, you know, you, you don't have to be the pioneer at this stage. You know, you can follow others. So <laughs> when it starts to go up, there'll be so much upside that you'll have plenty of time to, uh, to get in. Absolutely. And on that, just as I had a look at that price, uh, August of 2018, we got as low as 16 rand on implants. And <laughs> and by 2022, January of 2022, yeah. we were at 295 to 300 yeah. rand a share. So yeah. there's definitely room yeah. for these opportunities. And the advantage, I suppose, I, yeah. is you get in with the company having learned through the things that they learned mm. through and being yeah. better for it. Exactly. I, you know, commodities, this is the nature of the commodity market. Um, and, and these are the time, you, you know, that you look to get in and you start. You don't have to be quick, you know, you don't have to be fast, you don't have to be impatient. But these are the times that you can get in and make, you know, and do really well. So don't ignore it. Don't brush it aside. You know, having, this, is, this is what happens when you deal in these markets. Now's the time to get into commodities. I'm about to have a conversation well, with Neil. <laughs> well, I'm about to have a conversation oh, with Neil Pretorius. Yeah, about it's DRD. So I'm, we're going to have a conversation now. And on that, I'm going to have to let you go, Uncle David, because okay. Neil's mm. waiting. Um, but it's always a pleasure speaking to you. And I know we're going to catch up That's again the soon. company on the JSE, yeah? <laughs> really? That's quite mm. an interesting fact. Mm. The oldest yeah. company on yeah. the JSE. Let's yeah. let's see. They reported their interim results. Um, and Neil Pretorius is going to give us a sense of how those uh, results went. Uh, but thank you, Uncle David. Uh, that's David Shapiro of Sassman Wealth uh, on how the markets have been moving throughout today and what stocks he's liking at the moment. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update podcast, uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m. For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.